1: Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukhaki, your host. Our heroes, along with the mortal form of Moonhammer, have snuck into the Queen of Hell's flesh circus. But will Alan really be able to find the Queen's weakness while disguised as a bat? Will Bobbert and Moonhammer be able to find allies in the beer garden? Will Bucky really be able to impersonate a demon successfully? Find out next on dum-dums and dragons. Hello, friend. Can I offer you a Bud Light Rattler? My favorite beverage. How did you know? I've got a taste for the things myself. And then <laughs> I roll me a
2: deception check. <laughs> at advantage. It's a 17. That's a Rattler, man, if I ever saw one. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you, new friend? here for the flesh revels? Of course. I was wondering if our fair leader
1: would be joining us on this
2: day. Dwala, yeah, she's already in
1: there. Ah, and then I lean as though I'm going to have a drink, and I'm trying to listen to Mooney. <laughs> like, what else are we supposed to find out? <laughs> what she looks like. I haven't had the good
2: fortune of meeting the mistress of hell. What does she look like, if you don't mind me asking? He kind of like unbuttons his very nice, well-cut shirt and opens it to reveal a brand. Well, um, I was late to her last one and one of her goons did this to me. And it's a bit rough because it's seared into flesh, but you get a general vibe. And it's exactly what I described on air earlier. <laughs> so which goon was that friend? The little one. You gotta watch out for the little one.
1: Perhaps we'll get a chance to pay him back.
2: Please do. You know, ever since they started recruiting halflings, you really gotta fucking watch out.
1: Notive. <laughs> so what is your name, enemy of halflings? Jeremy Devlington. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like there's a joke I'm missing. <laughs>
2: Just thought Devlington was a stupid name. Okay,
1: no, I'm good.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: so, Jeremy, knowing
2: you're not necessarily the biggest fan of this current leader. Oh no, I'm a, I'm a big fan, big fan, almost as big a fan of her as I am of these rattlers. I'm not a fan.
1: I like you a lot, Mister Devlington. Why, let's say thank you and I lean in conspiratorially close. Let's say there were to be a change in the leadership. Go on. Would you be interested in joining a revolution? Burning the current order to the ground. Deshi Basara, one might
2: say. Fire rises. (laughs) You roll me a persuasion check, please. 16 total. It looks like his heart would say Yes. But based on his role, ah, oh, no, sorry, friend, uh, I think things are fine. Things are fine, under well, they're, they're great. I'm only speaking theoretically, don't worry about it. Well, I've got, had too many friends who got killed for being theoretical, so, uh... Don't worry, I won't join their number.
3: I'm gonna step in.
2: All right, this is my invisible
1: stinky friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, wow, Ooh.
3: And I'm going to use my mighty thunderbolt. I fart... And grab the thunderbolt, hold it up to his neck, and say, is there any way to persuade you?
2: I mean, (laughs) fart lightning bolts are pretty persuasive. Wait, who are you? This is Moonhammer. (laughs) Well, praise Moonhammer, I guess. What do you need from me and the rest of my clan, the Devlingtons?
3: We want you to back us. We're going to overthrow the queen.
2: Yeah, all right, that tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, listen, I'll go tell my equally terrifying brothers and sisters, and we'll get all the Devlingtons here. Jim Devlington, Amanda Devlington. <laughs> Our names are very banal, but we like them. It's a real contrast with the interesting last name. You know, we're interesting people. Uh, I'm a
1: painter. Do you know what? I'm sure you have a rich and fascinating backstory. There's an Italian novel all about
2: me now. Yeah, let's save that for later. There's a coup. Praise Moonhammer, I guess. Moonhammer, I
4: feel like it's sort of good. Mm-hmm. You have now got the Devlington's on your side. So, Bucky... Walking into the circus has been very, very sobering because up until this point, people suffering in hell has been weird, ironic stuff that doesn't really resonate with Bucky. But seeing people that are human torches and stuff like that, he's got a real problem with that. He's got a responsibility not to blow cover, but he's trying to use prestidigitation to extinguish the flames on the human torches. Damn. It's like everyone that he comes across. Can you roll me a stealth check to try not to get caught while doing this?
2: Yeah. Natural 20. So, I think we would have a montage, you know, in like an Ocean's Eleven or any of those things where it's like everyone's getting shit done. It's one of those, but it's just you finding inventive ways to stop the flames. Mm -hmm. And it's to yakety sacks. (laughs) You manage to do that. You can kind of see looks of relief in the eyes of the people who are strung up as torches. However, once you've managed to extinguish all of them, you see the ringmaster yelling orders outside. And you see a pair of very thin elves come in wearing bright red outfits and they seem very frustrated. It was like they're in the middle of warming up. Mm-hmm. They each seem to be carrying a torch in one hand, a jug of oil in the other. And you can see them conferring with the ringmaster.
4: As I'm walking around trying to put these people out, I'm also clocking the rest of the circus and stuff like that. Especially Duella's spot up there. So
2: Duella doesn't, doesn't seem to have moved much from the box seats. Think about it in very much a Roman Emperor or like a jab of the Hutway way. I'm here you can all come to me, bring me tribute. Okay. As a result, you can see she's got guards everywhere. They're posted at the door, mm. they're posted throughout. None of them look terrifying, which makes them more terrifying.
4: Any sign of Quinny. How would Bucky look for Quinny, based what? on what Bucky knows about him? He knows what he looks like, especially now that he's got the wanted poster. And so I think just any halflings walking around, specifically halflings that are sneaking around. Can you roll me a perception check at disadvantage, please? 17. You do notice there are some halflings about,
2: given that this seems to be a specific ring of hell for thiefy types. You're able to sort of identify a few as being female and kind of immediately knock them off the list. Of particular note, in Duella's box, you occasionally are seeing a cloaked halfling leaning in and whispering things, and then she kind of waves it away. Mm. You can't get a particularly good view because it's kind of like the back of a fairly deep box, but you're definitely seeing someone coming and going fairly frequently. Okay, I think that's all I'm going to be spending my time with. You can see people are starting to take their seats. It seems like it will start soon. Alan, after being rebuffed at the cage, what do you do?
0: I want to see what's going on in the main tent. So I want to flit in inconspicuously. Okay. I go in and I immediately see Duella yeah. at the back, right? Yeah. So and I wanna- I'm going to
2: say you fly in through those vents mm-hmm. up top, so you're oh. able to fly in through one of those.
0: Yeah, so I want to fly in and swoop down behind her chair and just land at the foot of her chair behind her.
2: That's such good luck with put, stealth. Put a
0: little ear up.
2: Let's see how it goes <laughs> okay. this time.
0: 20 total.
2: You managed to make it in. People seem to notice you, mm-hmm. um, but they don't really pay much attention. You can see there are other bats flitting in and out and, and around. Ooh, so Duella she has kind of a lot of fiends and stuff coming up. Oh, Duella, what a great flesh revel. And she's like, oh, it would be better than the last one. I guarantee it. <laughs> and there's <laughs> laughter from everyone. <laughs> and people keep trying to, like, compliment things she likes. So there's just a lot of ass kissing going on.
0: Can I hear any discussion from, like, people who are serving her? You kind
2: of sense and see there's a cloaked halfling on on their way in. However, all of a sudden you hear one of the servers go, Pardon me, milady. it seems that one of your snacks got free, and they try and reach out and grab you. Just, can you roll me a dexterity safety?
0: Oh shit. Mine.
2: You are grabbed by one of the servants, and Duel looks at him, Does it look like I care? Put it back in the cage with the rest. So you're quickly spirited out of the box and okay. around into a quick serving station, and you're thrust into a cage full of bats, and they drop a sheet over top of it.
0: Are any of the bats like me, or are they just
2: like legit bats? <laughs> She's looking around for other bat shaped wizards. Scroll <laughs> uh, yeah. perception check.
0: 17.
2: Oh, so you're like me, one of them says.
0: You wizard too?
2: Oh, oh no, I'm cursed. I'm oh. cursed. No, I pissed off Duel. Well. I used to be a demon. It's real cool though. You're a wizard? What do you do?
0: I'm just here looking for a friend.
2: (laughs) Oh, you made the bad decision coming here. She's going to eat us. You understand that, right?
0: Yeah, well, I didn't know she ate bats. Have you never seen her before? It's all she does. No, it's literally the first time I've seen her.
2: Oh, okay. Well, she eats bats.
0: Okay, (laughs) is everyone like you here? Is everyone cursed? Most
2: most of these bats are, yeah. It's Phil over there. He delivered a newspaper late. We have those down here. They're how we tell the news.
0: So no one in here... (laughs) So no one in here deserves to be in here, is what you're saying.
2: By the time the newspaper reached her, it was old. He's like, "Shut up, man!" I was like, "No, you shut up, Phil." I'm sorry, we've been in here for a while.
0: Has anyone tried picking the lock?
2: We're bats. So, okay, it didn't work. <laughs> Hang on, Phil. Why don't you try it? It didn't work. From the bottom, you hear an older voice. Allow me. And a very gray old bat crawls up and starts fiddling with the lock. And you can actually see some progress. Honestly, never leave these idiots to do anything <laughs> on their own. What, what is your name, friend wizard?
0: I'm Alan. Oh,
2: nice to meet you, Alan. I'm Jean.
0: Nice to meet you, Jean. Oh, well. How long have you been a bat?
1: I
2: wasn't gray when I transformed into one. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Smash cut back
1: to the beer garden. I imagine, now that we know that Dwell is sort of terrible, we're wandering around looking for what look like mildly injured badasses, like people who've been punished but look pretty fucking hard, and we're just going to try to do the same them. bit. If I can convince them with just talking, great. And, I mean, I got my, like, advantage to charisma and shit because I'm at that perfect drunken sweet spot for, like, getting demonic phone numbers. Uh, <laughs> and, but I've got Stinky Invisibly over here, so we're pulling that same sort of, like, thunderbolt trick on anybody elsewise. We're just going to r- roll them bones on people we think we can get.
3: Trying to create like an anti-
1: Get as much of a- Duelna like army Yeah, create yeah, like thing. a faction.
2: Yeah, as much yeah. of a rebellion ready to go as we can. Butthole, I need you to roll me three checks at advantage. And we're going to say that's just for your overall efforts. They can be persuasion checks.
1: 18 for the first one. Yep. 19 for the second one.
2: And 23 for the third one. Your stick has gone very well. Moonhammer, can you please roll me three intimidation checks? 11-
3: 14 and... 18.
2: A couple of people aren't that impressed by your blue angel lightning spear, but enough are that you're able to turn the tides. Since both of you passed more than you failed, you're able to create a gentle resistance. Again, people are frustrated mostly because if they're here, they should be here because they earned good times. Instead, they've got garbage times. If there's one thing Moonhammer stands for, it's good times. Mm-hmm. So you've got a bunch of people who are ready to back whatever play they see kick into motion.
1: I turn to Moonhammer conspiratorially in the corner. So what do you want to do next? Should we try to go be part of the crowd? Or do you want us to like try to sneak backstage or something and fuck shit up? Or should we split up?
3: I was thinking that maybe we should try to find Alan and Bucky and see if Alan has discovered anything about Dawala.
1: So we should just go into the show?
3: Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's go in and see if we can find them.
2: Ah, yes! Time to enjoy the rebels! The overly enthusiastic carnival barker that greeted Bucky goes to greet you guys and just starts coughing and his eyes start watering and she's like, go, <laughs> go, go, oh, god, Yeah, and I'm oh. spending the
1: whole time doing that, like, annoying thing that Bobbert often does where he just is like, ah, I like these torches, yes, this speaks to me! Uh, and I'm clanking my armor as much as I can walking around. Basically, if I can make them think that I smell bad and I'm all they remember, then she's completely invisible.
2: Smash cut to... Bucky, you're starting to see people take their seats, and then you see Butthole and Moonhammer come in. I wave enthusiastically. You see a demon waving at you enthusiastically.
3: Yeah, that's him. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was easy.
2: (laughs) And I just go, oh, yes, walking is fun. Oh, I love how my armor clanks. Look at all this flesh. And now that you're inside, there's enough chaos, so you're both pretty much invisible now. Great. I just keep doing that for me. Just because it's a great way to calm
1: your nerves. It's just yelling everything you think. (laughs) So we go over to
2: (laughs) Bucky. I say do you guys a seat. Want to roll me a dice to see how good those seats are? You can add your charisma. 17.
1: Yeah, they're good seats. Good work, my friend. Have you discovered anything that would assist us in our quest?
4: Well, uh, that's Duella up there. And I referenced to the horrifying octopus razor beast. And, you know, the compass says like Quinny's here. So I had a look around and there's a lot of halflings, but none of them really match his description. There is one that I can't quite make out up there helping out or serving Duella. I can't tell who it is, though.
3: I point the amulet up in the direction of her seated uh, box. It's
2: pulsing crazily. The coordinates are giving you the location as the tent, but beyond that, you can't tell. Can we see the one serving Duella? You see someone who is dressed like Quinny popping in and out of the box, but you can't confirm it's him because he's got his, like, stupid Quinny cloak.
1: Moonhammer, do you want it to do the bluffing that I usually do?
3: Do I want to do the bluffing you Yeah, usually do, do? no, you
1: like you come with me. I got an idea, but if we look at my track record, it's sort of a mixed bag.
3: <laughs> well, we've come this far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent! I immediately walk with Moonhammer up to the guards around Dwella's area. Hello, my name is the Forsaken, and I am here with a goddess who is thinking of sending her souls down to this section of hell. They gave her a tour and we wish to pay our respects to Dwella. <laughs>
2: Can you roll me a persuasion check? 11 total. And it's classic movie bouncer outside a club. Like he's got the little earpiece thing, but it's not attached to anything because they don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> he's like, listen, uh, Forsaken, yeah. Never heard of you. Uh, what, what's your deal?
3: I am um, Moonhammer.
2: Moonhammer? Yes. Why aren't your hands hammered? Shouldn't Moonhammer have like hammer hands?
3: Well, I've got these hammers here on my belt. Is that not good enough for you?
2: I don't know. It seems like a pretty shitty mortal way to deal with hammers. I oh, I lean forward and go,
1: did you know she's the
2: goddess of gold? And I take out a hundred
1: <laughs> gold pieces and just put them into his
2: palm. <laughs> he dumps them on the floor with disgust. He's like, really mortal money? Who are you people? Don't you want to buy the soul of a mortal? Buy the soul of a mortal. We cut to his imagination of what that would look like. He's like running through a field. He's like watching it. <laughs> A sunset, he's feeling rain on his face for the first time. Moonhammer, you didn't try and persuade him, you could try and intimidate him. What would you like to do? I'm try gonna and deceive try to persuade him. Him. persuade him. All right, cool.
3: 11.
2: I don't know about this. Hang on, I'll ask Duella. So he turns back in and says, Pardon me, m'lady, do you want to meet a Moonhammer? Turns out she does. So she says, yes, bring her in. Uh, Leave the peasant outside, though. Mm -hmm. Forsaken, you're kept at the door, uh, but, Moonhammer, you're welcomed in. Cut to Alan in a cage. And then, you see, uh, now, is it before then or after then that I drank the potion? Well, I'm sorry, you're not my age. It's very hard to remember, but I think it was before then. Oh, yes, because I was watching that lovely touring show, Murder, She Wrote. Well, anyway, after it was done, I drank this potion, and it half turned me into a bat. And it was very difficult, you see, to figure out what ingredients one needs to turn half of oneself back so eventually i just ended up full bat <laughs>
0: that that sucks
2: <laughs> it does doesn't it because i used to be able to do all the things a human could do
0: question if we can get out of here could i uh interest you in uh joining a small group of dissidents that i know who are interested in overthrowing the very cruel duella mm. 10.
2: She looks at you, and even with her bat features, you can see she's horrified. She's like, "What? A coup against Duella, our beloved leader? Of course, of course. She put us in a cage. She's gonna kill <laughs> <eat> us. I'd <Yeah. laughs> be foolish not to." And You're, all the bats are like, <laughs>
0: "You really had me going for a second. I thought I well, was that's dead." That's me. I'm quite a
2: trickster. Everybody tells me so. You know, I was once at the mall with my friend Gladys, and we had a great. Hey, Gene, how's the lock going? Oh, the lock! I plumb forgot. Oh, is it that silly of me? She rolled an at 20. So um, she was click. I actually had it done. I was just enjoying the conversation. This
1: episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have Indicloud back as a sponsor. As Indicloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product. Dink-sickles. <laughs>
5: Hi, friends. It's me, Butthole. And I'm here to talk to you about how you can join some kind of Discord thing where you can talk with me and with Queenie and with Alan and with all of the other friends. There are even like Prince Mudbutt's there and a bunch of other people. All you have to do is apparently become a patron of our ear place for one dollar. If you just do it one time, I mean you should do more. Everyone's got a chip in at the fortress, but if you just do that one time, then you get to join a patron exclusive discord forever plus you get pre-session chats and dm chats at the end of every arc of some show called dum-dums and dragons they tell me it's related to me somehow but i'm not really sure so patreon.com slash Dum dice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e and if you pay that dollar to join that discord you get a chance for me to say hello new friend to you
2: She unlocks the cage, and immediately the bats swarm out. And most of them are flying crazily. A bunch of them smack into the cloth and roll off in a horrible rolling ball of white like bats and cloths. You see the servant just go like, "Oh, Emily, you're you're going to be in shit for this." Uh, and he starts <laughs> trying to grab at bats as they fly. Are you hanging back in the cage, or are you making well, a break for? No, forward?
0: I'm covering Emily's eyes, trying to like give all, right, all the bats roll, a, roll a chance.
2: Roll me an attack, please. Uh, Emily attack. <laughs> Eighteen. Yeah, that'll hit. Roll uh, d six, please, and add your strength.
0: Oh, zero. I
2: mean, you <laughs> just, that's a one minus one, folks. You distract him. Um, he's following his eyes. He's like, ah, bats in my eyes. This was literally not something I knew I should be afraid of. Jean pops out and starts bat walking away. Her little bat arms are up like they'd be holding a little old yeah. lady purse. But yeah, she wanders off. <laughs>
0: Okay. You can chase her if you want. She's a bat
2: who's walking. She's really yeah. not going very quickly.
0: I kind of waddle after Jean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the world's slowest bat foot race. Yeah, like I was going to
1: say, this scene shot by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> just a bat walking talk. I'm pretty sure my
0: speed's like four feet walking or something.
1: Yeah, she's
2: old. versus um, three. I'm
0: just like, hey, Jean, Jean. <laughs> You'll get, get her eventually. Coo. The coo. coo. Gotta oh. hang around for that. Okay, well, where should we go? I don't, we get all the bats to hang out and a little overhang, that little protected area in the oh, vents. Oh, they're all
2: assholes, though. They're not going to help. Feels like, damn right. No, he flies <laughs> well, uh, you know what gene you're the only
0: one who's gonna get cured
2: oh good well, for you for staying lovely. around oh well thank you dear you're very nice
0: so just hang up in the vents and you'll okay. to go. she immediately
2: <laughs> takes off and flies very quickly seems her wings are fine she's just her feet are slow <laughs> and a few of the bats follow her because they kind of overheard your plan very and cool. they're like
0: we'll go with her save us too i imagine i can spot butthole and moonhammer pretty easily in the crowd
1: Well, Moonhammer's in the queen area. I'm standing by security. And then
2: Bucky's like, I don't know, in the distance by himself again. (laughs) Smash cut to Bucky in the stands. Bucky, what are you doing? Got some popcorn now.
4: <laughs> He's waiting for that show to get started. Going to eat some of that popcorn?
2: Yeah, it tastes like rancid meat and ash. But you did pay ten dollars for it, so oh, I need to
4: finish it. Then you want uh, me a constitution save? It's ten dollar popcorn, guys. I can't not finish I can't wait it. Wait for
1: you to vomit fire.
4: Total of twenty. All right, it's going down. I was legitimately worried it
1: was going to be human teeth. He hasn't got to the bottom yet. <laughs>
4: Oh, they come with
2: prizes. Oh, nuts. Yeah, we call them Cracker Jacks because we cracked them out of Jack's mouth.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: my
4: God. Oh, prizes prize Jack. is torment. I'm going to save those. <laughs> All right, cut back
2: to Moonhammer. So uh, you've been welcomed into Duala's chambers. Oh, you're odd looking for a god. Why aren't your hands hammers?
3: Well, I, I had them cut off. Uh, in Damn, battle. that's metal. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I've got them on my belt, so. Oh,
2: spooky. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I just put razors on my shirt. That's kind of my thing. And she jangles her razor shirt. It's horrifying.
3: Oh, I love it. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's great. <laughs> yes, thank you.
2: Handmade. Spare no expense.
3: I just want to say that you are just stunning. Oh, I didn't think, think that oh. you would look so immaculate in real life.
2: Do you actually think that's true or are you lying? I'm lying. Deception check, please. <laughs> <laughs> Nat Ooh, one.
3: Ooh, shit.
2: That is so nice. That's so nice to hear. Here, come have a seat.
3: You got a nice view from up here.
2: I sure do. The natural one hangs in the air. <laughs> um. <laughs> Because you don't know you failed yet. <laughs> Just Cut to butthole. You're still outside with security. Do you go back and sit back down with Bucky or do you sit in the stands?
1: I'm going to try to chat up the security guy if I can while I like watch Moonhammer work her magic It Looks like there. it's
2: going great.
1: I'm like super proud that she left her way in. And I'm also a little embarrassed that it didn't work because, oh no, apparently when Moonhammer does everything, it always works. But I'm talking to the security guy, and we're just talking about how great it is to have souls. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm just trying to find out what his benefits are. Like, do they have dental? What's their injury policy? I was like, well,
2: I mean, dental's a bit of a tricky issue. We did, but when Duella came on, not only did she remove it, but she realized that that's how she could get treats for the bottom of the popcorn bags. So it kind of like holds up his jaw, and he's like missing half his teeth. Are you Jack? Yeah. That
1: explains what I heard the popcorn guy yelling. You guys must be pretty upset about that because I imagine if there's going to be a rebellion, then everybody's just going to be like, hitting you in the teeth.
2: It's not great for us security guys, but, you know, Duella's actually done a lot of good, too. The entertainment levels around here have gone way, way, way up since the Archfiend. It used to be torment all the time. Honestly, I would take half a mouth of teeth and Duella over the old guy any day.
1: But do you feel like there's something where, oh man, if she'd only do this, that'd be awesome? Everybody's got that one thing with their boss. I mean, I got mine and I point the moon hammer up there. <laughs> It's been a mess. So I mean like what what if you guys could choose like one thing where you're like, "Oh, that would be it."
2: keeping control and security down here is pretty hard. You know how things work in the Nine Rings. Everyone's oh. always trying to, yeah, I mean, you know, you get it. You oh, get it. yeah. A lot of coups. <laughs> Deshi Basara,
1: you know, fire yeah, rises. Right?
2: Yeah, Deshi Bossara for days. Like, it's just it happens all the time. And so, she got a little bit paranoid. So, she's got these fucking uh, blades in the dark that go around and like silence the competition, you know what I mean? Mm. And honestly, they're scary. They'll turn on anyone.
1: You want the legit police to kick down your door, not like weird little murder police to surprise you.
2: Yeah, exactly. You let me get my hands around the neck of that little motherfucker. He killed my buddy Ted. He killed my buddy Bill. We all have really generic names down here. Don't know why.
1: I've learned it's a last name thing. That's the one that counts. What's your last name? Kornkabla. See? That's fucking great. Yeah, Jack Kornblokaw. You seem like a guy who would be pretty loyal secret police. Am uh, I right?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know what? We'd make a much better secret police. I mean, what, what's scary? What's scarier? Me. And then he flexes and spikes shoot out of his arms and legs and face. And then pops him back in. Or some fucking halfling in a cloak. You buy a mile, man. I mean, if if I if I'm I'm not, <laughs> no no rebellion
1: here. Love, love, dwell. It's a great setup. If I was going to have one rebellious thought, it would be why isn't this
2: guy running the secret police? Well, listen, if you can round up her blades, put them in a room. Me and my guys take them out, we become secret police, we'll have no problems. Do you know what draws those secret blades into a room? They got something they all like? I don't know, if you, you start getting people talking about a coup, they always show up, start picking people off.
1: Let's say, purely theoretical, I'd spent the last half hour wandering around the beer garden saying, we should kill Duel. I didn't, I didn't.
2: But if I did... Oh, yeah, well, I mean, they come for you, but they'd also definitely come for anyone else who's saying that shit. Okay, you want him in a room, so where would the room be? He like points out one of the tents out back. Seems like you're interested in helping us out, but I don't understand
1: why. What do you get out of it? See, this is one of those things where people are all like, is it about the souls? And I'm like, come on, guys, not everything's about the souls. Yeah, Sometimes no, that's it's true, about yeah. it's about loyalty, friendship. This can be hell, but it doesn't mean we all got to be dicks. You know <laughs> what? Yeah, I like you, man. You're all right. Yeah, you're pretty cool too. Yeah. You know what, Jack? I'm going to see what I can do about getting you a little present on that tent out back. Oh, well, thanks, man. You know me, I got to talk some shit to make this happen. So, I want to clear it with you that I'm going to go talk some shit, but it's just to grab somebody. We'll get you that fucking fake thing. I'm not touching Dwella. Roll
2: me a persuasion check. It's a six? Uh, Yeah, man. I believe you. (laughs) All right. I'll do what I got to do for you, man. You have a good one. As you walk away, he snaps his fingers. You don't hear it. Cut to
4: Moonhammer. You can see Bucky waving at you from across.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sitting in the box. I look over in the crowd and I can see Bucky flailing his arms at me. I also clock Jeremy Devlington and he looks up at me and our eyes meet. And I'm like sending him the signal with my eyes <laughs> <laughs> that we need to strike now.
2: Pete looks up at you and nods. And then he makes a chain of eye contact. There's just like a lot of nodding going on. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, in the center ring, the ringmaster is, uh, Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for coming to tonight's Flesh Revels. We've got a great show for you here tonight. Let's throw a shout out to our lady Duella up there in the booth. Hi, Duella. Um,
1: (laughs) If you look at the crowd, two thirds of people are applauding and the other two
2: thirds are just standing there. (laughs) It's a Manchurian (laughs) candidate thing. And he says, So without further ado, let the revels begin. And suddenly, the music starts up and it's horribly discordant, orchestra of the damned kind of shit. You see a bunch of the thin elves come in and they're breathing fire, and a, a bunch of demonic clowns come in. They all kind of look like juggalos. They're all like <laughs> danced around, but they all have knives and they're all horrifying clowns.
0: <laughs> clowns are just clowns in hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, of course, the main event kind of snaps and you hear some thumps, the curtains part and giant horrifying undead elephant comes storming in led by a handler who looks more nervous than happy. As all of this is happening, Moonhammer, you're checking the audience. You see people nodding. You can see all of them starting to
4: get up. Bucky, are you clocking any of this? Nope, Bucky's enthralled by the show now. (laughs) What's Bucky's favorite part so far? The elven fire dancers. Alan, what are you doing right now?
0: If I can see Moonhammer, I want to
2: fly over to her. You see Moonhammer next to Duella, you start to fly towards her. Yeah. As you do, Moonhammer, can you roll me a dexterity save, please? Seven. All of a sudden, you feel a tentacle punch through your back, and Duelak raises you around in front of her and says, did you really think that someone like you would think someone like me was pretty? (laughs) Um, And the razor, she she flips them forward, and she hacks off your hands. So that's what you see, Alan. Everybody roll initiative. (laughs)
3: I didn't need those anyway, <laughs> bitch. No. <I'm>
1: <laughs> what's your What's your roll, my friend? Thirteen. In abject horror, where the whole
4: world slows down and you move fast. I got an eighteen. Bucky got a twelve, so he's just watching fire dancers. Yeah. Alan, three. Oh, never mind. Bucky's more attentive <laughs> comparatively than I thought. Yeah. Moonhammer, from being impaled and having your hands cut off, <clears throat> you
2: are going to take sixteen points of damage, and you are bleeding. So top of the round, butthole, slow motion. I just hear a shocked inhale.
1: I look back over my shoulder and I just see Moonhammer with a tentacle through it and no hands and shit. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> and I turn in slow mo. And I start sprinting backwards. I like whistle, so Goblin Jr. appears out of the crowd. Uh, yeah. And we're both <laughs> running at Jack, and his eyes go wide. <laughs> I called this one wrong. <laughs> uh, and then I unlimber my chain shield and I hurl it ahead of me. And I bring the long sword up as Goblin Jr. takes him out at the knees, and I'm just going to try to ram him through the chest with the sword. And I simultaneously whisper, wake me up inside. Uh, (laughs) And he gets covered in black darkness and can't see. Ah! Uh, The first one is a 22 to hit. That'll hit. And then for the chain shield, 19 to hit. Yes, that'll hit. Great. And I am going to use my power of my clanging spiked armor, which allows me to use an additional attack, which I am also going to use. Why? Why did I even bother? 14. (laughs) 14. Hey, that'll hit too? Oh man, they did not costume these guys well enough. Uh, Okay, so let's find out some damage now. Nine damage from the sword, and then 15 damage from the chain shield hit. I'm imagining I hit him in the teeth with the chain shield on the throw because I know dental's their weakness, so it'll freak him out the most. And then as Goblin Jr. hits him in the knees, I stab as much as I can in with the blade. And then because I've got the shield that I've hit him in the face with, I yank it out and twist the sword as I draw
2: back. He snarls out something to the effect of, I thought we were friends! And you do a massive amount of damage, but he's still up. I yell like, Heard that snap, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) Next up, the clowns. Upon hearing the commotion from up in the booth, as one, their arms drop to their sides, and they all do that creepy kind of Michael Keaton Batman, like they don't turn at the neck, they turn full body to stare up (laughs) at the booth. (laughs) And uh, they all start jauntily wandering over to the bandstand area, if they can see the fight going on with you, and they start making a human pyramid out of clowns so that they can climb up. How many clowns are there? Eight clowns. Dang. But they're big clowns, so, you know, they don't need a huge pyramid. Bucky, this is still only the second most exciting circus you've ever been to.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Bucky sees that Moonhammer has been impaled and needs to help her out right away. So, since it's fighting time... He's going to use a quickened spell, which lets him spend two sorcery points on spells that have a casting time of one action, and they become a bonus action. It's Terrifying now. Okay. Yeah. I use that my bonus action to cast mage armor on myself. Yep. So I'm sitting at a healthy thirteen armor class now, everyone. Up from ten. What an improvement.
0: <laughs> I always fucking forget to cast mage armor on myself.
4: I'm gonna use my movement to run along the stands to kind of line up the most enemies between me and Duella. All right. So Bucky, you're Currently seated in the east stands. In the north
2: is where Duella is. Butthole is engaged with Jack on the west door of her viewing booth. On the east door of our viewing booth, you can see from where you're seated, there are two more Jack-style guards. Mm-hmm. The elephant is in the center. The clowns are climbing both sides of the north wall to try and get up to the viewing booth. And the south end is the flap that leads out. The fire
4: breathers seem to be looking around in panic, and the elephant is still in the center of the ring. Then I guess the best shot would be to line myself up near the south entrance. And face towards Duella. So I've got the elephant, the clowns, and Duella all lined up. Yep. And Bucky says, oh, I hope this
5: works.
4: (laughs) He makes two uh, finger gun gestures with both of his hands. And he stretches them out. And lightning crackles from his fingertips. And I cast lightning. Oh, my goodness. All right. How does lightning work? Lightning is like fireball. But instead of like a sphere focused on a single point, it shoots out of me uh, and it goes through everything. Uh, it's a 100-foot line. So I definitely arc through everyone <laughs> reaching Duella.
2: So I'm going to give you four clowns, the elephant, the southernmost guard. The one guard on the other door. Oh, there's two guards on the other door. But one of them got lightning? You know, fuck it, both of them. Just get both of them. Okay. Great. And Duella.
4: Cool. Each creature in the line must make a dexterity saving throw. They take 8d6 lightning damage on a failed save or half that. So let's just roll that now and get that number. I'm going to need your quick maths, Ryan. 29 full, 15 and a half. Moonhammer, can you please
2: roll me a dexterity save at disadvantage because you're currently impaled and being held above the ground? 21. And my DC is 16. Here's who gets hit. One of the guards... Duella, the elephant, and three of the four clowns. They all failed. And Moonhammer and one of the clowns and one of the guards will take half damage. So the lightning shoots out of you with force that even you're surprised by. And not unlike Thomas Edison just trying to figure out if he could, you electrify a dead elephant. (laughs) Uh, And a bunch of the clowns look really, really fucked up. Mm. And they're classic movie electrocuted, hair sticking out at weird angles and all fried. The two guards Mm -hmm. who are spiked up take the damage and look a little worse for the wear, but they're like pointing to you and yelling. Moonhammer and Duella get struck viciously. Moonhammer manages to shrug some of it off.
4: However, Duella takes a pretty serious hit. That's what you get for wearing a metal shirt. (laughs) There's flavor here, I guess. The lightning ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. The viewing booth is uh, (laughs) starting to ignite. That brings us to the fire breathers. They see a little boy standing,
1: shooting (laughs) lightning out of his chest. Are you still looking like a spooky demon or does that go away after you cast that spell?
4: That's not a concentration spell, so I still do look like a demon. Two of them rush you and they're going to try and breathe
2: fire on you. So take a big swig of their oil and they unleash hell. Can you please roll me...
4: Uh, Dexterity, 13, save. Four plus zero, so that's a four. <laughs> Take 14 points of fire damage. Now, I do resist fire damage because of my draconic heritage. You sure do. So is that just seven? Seven points of okay, fire cool. damage.
1: Can you maintain concentration?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Eight. You manage to
2: pat the flames down. I that's look like a
4: dragonborn now.
2: Two of the fire breathers on you. The other two are going to rush up towards the clown pyramid. <laughs> That brings us to the elephant. So the elephant is in a panic, having just been lightning blasted. So it breaks its handler, and it is going to charge Bucky. So we're gonna make the fire breathers take a deck safe to get out of the way.
4: They do. What's your AC? 13, but I can cast shield as a reaction. Okay, sure, do it. So it gives me a plus 5 to AC. It charges at you. You manage to dodge out of the charge.
2: However, swings its tusks around. It will hit with that. 12 points of damage. Okay. The ringmaster is yelling orders, directing the fire breathers to climb the clowns. You get the sense that the entire circus was under orders to jump to the defense of anyone. And you can see the ringmaster yelling to the ceiling and waving. He starts to toddle his way towards Duella. Uh, Moonhammer, Duella has you impaled. You're being held above. Thing, you just got hit by lightning. What do you do?
3: I'm going to blow out a fart, um, <laughs> so I get my lightning bolt behind me, so that way it cuts off the tentacle that is impaling me.
2: Yeah, all of that. Can you roll me two d six, please? Six. So Duella takes six. I'm having one of her tentacles sliced off. The good old fashioned fart blade attack. <laughs> And what else would you like to do?
3: So I fall to the ground and my two hammers fall out of my belt. Mm-hmm. So they're on the ground and they've fallen upwards. So that way the handle's like sticking up and, yep. and, Heavy and the side metal down, right? yeah. hammer side down. And I just stab <laughs> my two hand stumps <laughs> On top of the <laughs> hammer handles. Uh, so that way I finally have hammers as hands again.
1: <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan on Twitter. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Boris who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit, Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dumdums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. Or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dom Doms and Dragons. The Fable and Falling Network,
6: where fiction producers flourish. You start with your own breathing. Match the rhythm of the breeze that carves the canopy, the birds and bugs chirping in set intervals. Feel the subtle pulse rising up from the ground beneath you. To wander is to dance with the forest. But the forest isn't just the partner, she's the music, the style, she's the rhythm, she's the set of ancient steps and movements that have been passed down from one dancer to another. She teaches you to dance the dance she invented to the music she's singing in a tonal system she thought up one night as it pleased her breathe, and you listen, and you wait for your place, your first step, the call to one. W- fairy folktale podcast from t.h ponders a member of the fable and folly network listen to the show by searching for the wanderer in apple podcasts or by visiting www.callofthewander.com